which freshman defensive player may be relied upon more than people thought heading into the 2023 season? TJ Parker defensive end. I'm going to tell you why on the Locked On Clemson podcast. You are Locked On Clemson, your daily podcast on the Clemson Tigers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, Clemson family? Welcome back to the Locked On Clemson podcast, your daily podcast covering your Clemson Tigers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I am your boy, Damian Parson, always on the ones and twos. You can find and follow me on Twitter at DP underscore NFL. I am the founder of the Scouting Room, as well as part of the part of the co-host team of the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. And guys, I appreciate you tapping in with me. Thank you all for being by every single day and tapping into the show every day, Monday through Friday. And thank you for making Locked On Clemson your first listen every day, Monday through Friday. Guys, we have a fun show, uh, you know, coming up for you. We're looking at some, you know, freshman spotlight, right? We're going to get back into the freshman spotlight. TJ Parker, defensive end. How important will he be this season? And is he someone that is going to be utilized and should play more than expected from most freshmen? Uh, you know, 24-7 sports dropped their uh, quarterback rankings. Where does K Klubnik land? All right. And is there an ACC expansion on the way? We're going to get into all of that. We're going to get into all of that coming up. But before that, today's episode is brought to you by LinkedIn Jobs. These days, every new potential hire can feel like a high stakes wager for your small business. That's why LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the right people for your team faster and for free. Post your job for free at LinkedIn.com slash locked on college terms and conditions apply. So freshman spotlight, guys. And when you think about freshmen, you, a lot of times, you know, depending on the, the program, right? Like if you're a smaller school or a team that doesn't recruit or, or keep a lot of your, your top players that are veterans, they just run off to the NFL. Freshmen typically, you know, you don't bank on their involvement. You don't bank on like high productivity, high snap share, things of that nature, early on, but TJ Parker, defensive end, freshman, I think this young man is going to play a lot. I, I think that he's going to play a good bit. Um, right now, you know, from looking at kind of some preseason depth charts, he's been pegged as the second guy behind Justin Maskell for that left defensive end spot, right? So when I think about what that means and when I see that, it's like, okay, six foot four, 255 pounds, we're going to need him, right? You know, no more Miles Murphy. KJ Henry is gone. The veteran leadership in, in that regard, or just veteranship, period, right? For for the defensive end, the veteran bodies just aren't there, right? It, it just aren't there. You got rare, behind DJ Parker or, or along with TJ Parker, you have redshirt sophomore Zaire Patterson, right? Then on the opposite side, you have redshirt sophomore Cade Denoff, and then you got redshirt freshman uh, Jaheim Lawson. So at the end of the day, from the defensive end standpoint, on the edges, there isn't a lot of uh, a lot of veterans. It's more younger guys. So, you know, you look at him. He was you know, one of the top fifty overall prospects coming out as a, as a recruit. And this young man is extremely talented. You know, and it's it's you know, the end of the day, when you look at what he's going to bring to this table, bring to the table for this team. You kind of have to be okay with him playing, 
I don't mind it. I think he plays a lot more than people expect him to. Because for one, Justin Masco is going to need, you know, he's going to need to be, you know, given a breather, right? You know, and stuff like that. So you need somebody that can step onto the field and, and, and sub him out. But potential injuries, that plays a part. You know, we all we understand that that does plays a part. But at the same time, just uh, the the more um, the more players that you have on the defensive line, the more creative, right? The, the more versatile you can be as a defensive play caller and defensive coordinator, Wes Goodwin. And I just think that T.J. Parker already built like an NFL college style, you know, college uh, type of edge rusher. I think, you know, he can play with his hands, you know, hand in the dirt, but also play standing up. And I think this is just a, this is a position where the depth just does not allow you to redshirt him and, or, or give him 10% of the snaps, or, you know, for the most part of the season. This isn't a guy I – don't, I don't foresee him dealing with like the Cole Turner thing, right, where it's like – you know, either you're redshirted or you're pseudo redshirt, like where you're not, you're just not on the field for majority of the season until late in the season. No, I, I think that this young man's on the play from week one. And like I said, I'm not saying he's gonna play 50% of the snaps, but I could see a path for him to play 25 to 30% of the snaps in within a game. I, I really can't, I really do, and I really believe that that is an opportunity. Uh, uh, that is that there's a chance for that. And, and, I, and like I said, at the end of the day, the lack of depth, um, you know, at the defensive end spot, you know, it, it just, it is what it is. I, I, I mean, just get prepared to see him, um, and he, he looks every bit of the part, right? When you see him, you know, you know, at camp and everything, and you see him in person, he looks every bit of the part. You know, really talented young man, has the physical tools that you look for, and everything, and everything of that nature. Uh, but he is a true freshman, and it's like it's, it's a step up. Right, it is a step up. Now, the one thing about it too that, that I think is uh, you 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 be impressed with, and you really like with T.J. Parker that he has been here since the spring. So you think about like he's not just getting his taste of fall camp, like that's his first exposure to Clemson football. No, he was here in the spring. So being here in the spring gives him kind of the, the, some some reps and uh, a level of comfort uh, that he'll need to to really be able to perform and perform at a, at a strong level, at a high enough level for the expectations for a freshman, right? And I think that's that's probably the big thing is just what are your expectations? He's a freshman, so you expect him and you want to see him go out there and just make plays. But you want to see if, if he's going to be a big part, if he's going to have a bigger role than a traditional freshman, you want to get him as many touches and many reps as possible. Yes, you roll with your with your vet, you know, Justin Maskell and, you know, Xavier Thomas. And everything, but that's another that's another thing with Xavier Thomas. Just he's dealt with some injuries, right? So maybe you sub him out in certain situations and get T.J. Parker on the field one way or the other to keep your guys healthy, right? And, and things. And I think that I, I don't think that's a bad thing. That's not bad, guys. But at the end of the day, if he's going to play a big role, you want to see him go ahead and start taking those requisite steps in in practice in fall camp. Right where he's compounding good practices, you're seeing him set the edge in the run game, and then you see him flash his ability as a pass rusher. Because you can't, if he's only good in the run game, right? Like then you have concerns about putting him in on third downs. Where if he's only good on third downs, then he can't play on first and second. The way you don't, you coaches aren't going to trust you until you prove to them that you can handle the workload and handle uh, the task at hand 
right? So trying to be a complete player, as close to being a complete player as possible, I think if that if he's able to to accomplish that, that would be really really big for him, man. And, and like I said, just freshman player getting his first taste of college football, you know, it's going to be some ups and downs. But I do believe that he is going to have a bigger role uh, in 2023 than people expect. But, guys, you want to talk about having a big role. Who has a bigger role than starting quarterback Kay Klubnik? Well, 24-7 Sports dropped their quarterback rankings. And where does Cade land? Uh, is he top 40, top 50? Like, where is he? Because there's a lot, of, a lot of starting quarterbacks, a lot of schools in college football, especially in the Power Five. Where does Cade Klubnik land? I'm going to tell you next on the Locked On Clemson Podcast. These days, every new potential hire can feel like a high-stakes wager for your small business. You want to be 100% certain that you have access to the best qualified candidates available. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the right people for your team faster and for free. Guys, all you need to do is create a free job post on LinkedIn Jobs. Add the purple hashtag hiring frame to your LinkedIn profile to spread the word that you're hiring. You get simple tools at your disposal, like screening questions that make it easy to focus on candidates with just the right skill set and experience so you can quickly prioritize who you'd like to interview and hire. It's why small businesses rate LinkedIn jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. LinkedIn jobs helps you find the qualified candidates that you want to talk to faster. So post your job for free at LinkedIn.com slash locked on college. That's LinkedIn.com slash locked on college to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. 24-7 Sports ranks their top quarterbacks. And this list goes as deep as ooh, 69. 69 quarterbacks. And now the question is, where does K Clubnick rank? And why is he not that much higher than DJU? Quick, uh, you know, he's a little bit. He's a little bit, you know. Kenny Clubnick comes in at 27, so he's a top 30 quarterback in the eyes of 27 sports, coming ahead of uh, a fellow ACC quarterback, Garrett Schrader, first-year starter at Penn State, Drew Aller, uh, Big Ten, uh, Maryland's uh, Tualia Tungavailoa, uh, you know, Connor Wegman over at A&M, uh, DJU over at Oregon State comes in at 36. So in, in, in another ACC Fellow ACC quarterback and uh, Tyler Van Dyke over at Miami, he comes in at 38. But you have, you have some guys that it's just really weird. Uh, anytime I look at these rankings, I always, you know, I like to, to, to discuss these things with you guys. Um, hmm. Jackson Dart, Ole Miss, number 26. We don't even know if Jackson Dart is even going to start this season. You know, they have Spencer Brown and not Spencer, Spencer, Spencer Sanders. And then they brought in another transfer, uh, also that's going that's competing for the starting gig. But then you look at Hudson Card at Purdue, and Hudson was over at uh, Texas, and everything before Quinn Ewers came over and took the and won the job over him, and everything and, and whatnot. But you know, Tanner Mordecai going to Wisconsin, which is you know he much better than what they're used to. And um, they're going to be running more of a spread. You know, that Phil Longo from that North Carolina offense we've seen over the past couple of years. Dylan Gabriel at 23. Carson Beck. This is the one that gets me sometimes because I have nothing against Carson Beck from Georgia. He has not played a, played much football at all. He's not. So just the fact that he's over Cade, uh, I get it. He's, he's, I think it's the more 
okay, he plays for Georgia, right? But yeah, that's just, that's that's kind of tough to me. Um, the thorn in the Clemson Tiger side, Tennessee's quarterback Joe Milton. But you know, there's you know, and as I keep telling you guys, Riley Leonard is getting his respect. He's comes in at number nineteen, and we see him week one. Uh, so yes, it's um, it's interesting to see some of the names. Chandler Morris, I fourteen from TCU. Uh, okay, I guess, um, but. Nonetheless, I think when you look at this overall, uh, K. Clubbing being top thirty, I like. I think I think this is where you take some solace in this, guys. People are going to rank when they do these rankings. They're going to rank him, but they're not going to rank him too high, right? You rank him in a good spot where he can rise or fall, and you don't look foolish. And I think that's truly what this. Is. <laughs> that's truly what it turns out to be a lot of times when you have a lot of these rankings. But again, put him at twenty-seven, top thirty. That's not bad to start the pre- to start the season, right? Now, once the season gets going, I expect Kate Clubbing to climb the charts and climb those rankings and get into more of that top twenty-five. I think the sweet spot for Cade, um, I mean, unless you're a homer, and you're thinking he's going to be top fifteen, top ten in the country. That's just hard because there's a ton of veteran quarterbacks for the 2024 NFL draft. They have a lot to say about that, so. Guys who play a lot of football, you know, I'm talking not just two years, I'm talking three, four years. Uh, you know, so you got some some fifth-year seniors and things of that nature, if I'm not mistaken. So you got some guys that have that have played a lot of snaps. So they already have a leg up on Cade. And you know, a lot of these guys have weapons too, just like Cade does. So I think Cade's gonna have to earn his keep, of course. But I will say that, you know, just moving, you want to get him up in the rankings. And I think as I said, anywhere from 25 um, to 17, you know, is a really good spot. If he can get top 15 in the country, that's big. That means he had a really great season. That, really, that means he's balling. And it also means Clemson is undefeated and they're heading to the college football playoffs when it's still, you know, a privilege to make the college football playoffs. And once it goes, goes to 12 teams, it's not as much of a privilege, man. You know what I mean? When you go outside of 10. So, once it goes to 12 teams, you know, for the 2024-2025 season, uh, yeah, uh, it, it's, 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 not, it's not – the privilege is gone. It's not as strong. It doesn't feel the same when it's like four, maybe six teams, at worst eight. Uh, but I think if, if K can if – he, if he's a top – if people view him as a top 15 or anywhere closer to the top 10, that means that he's out there balling, he's carrying his team, the passing game is humming, and he is proving that – the five-star ranking that he received, that that ranking is 100% valid. And I think that's where you, you, you really look at that situation and, um, and, and you, you feel good about it, right? Uh, now, you know, again, like you don't want him chasing rankings. You don't want him chasing to be a top 15, top 10 quarterback. Yeah, that could be his personal goal. But, again, it's all about are you chasing that? Because if, if, you're, if you're chase if, – if your in-season goal – your personal goals overcome the team goals, and we have a problem. I don't believe it for everything I've heard about K. Clubbing. I find it hard to believe that that will even be a thing for him. Uh, some guys will have that problem, but I don't foresee that with Cade. So I think that's probably the big thing right now is that, you know, you, you just got to understand that, hey, um, he's a quarterback that is getting some respect, but you just don't, you can't expect, you know, everyone to just be like, yeah, well, you know what? Cade Clubnick's going to go out there and ball out. There's still a lot of people who are very, very, very much, um, you know, 
on the brink of, well, I don't know. You know, like I, I don't, they don't trust the offensive weapons. And, you know, I get it. They're young. They're unproven for the most part and stuff like that. But they're talented. And I think that they're going to prove how talented they are just this season in 2023, uh, setting themselves up for um, more expectations in 2024. But we got to take care of 2023 first. And so, you know, K Klubnik rising in the rankings. I, I think that will happen organically and naturally. I don't mind him being, I think it was a 27th, uh, being the 27th quarterback on this list. I don't mind it. He said, let's get top 25, right? Knock that out first. And then go from top 25, then top 20. And if top 15 is in range, baby, then we go get that too. But we have to uh, take it in increments, take it in increments, day by day, block, block by block, step by step, brick by brick. Okay. We're building this thing out. Guys, we talk about building this thing out. Brick by brick. Uh, it looks like the ACC is trying to add a couple more bricks. They're trying to, you know, add more. Uh, they're, they're using bricks to build more houses, right? They're trying to bring over some teams in the Pac-12. Who is in the I was Pac-12? And it was Pac-4 for 2024. Uh, looks like the Pac is going to uh, go back to wherever it came from prior to being established if this stuff really happens out. So the ACC expansion, we're, we're talking <laughs> Is that a possibility? Is that where it's leaning? We're going to talk about that next on the Locked On Clemson Podcast. Conversations about the ACC expanding continue. Ross Dellinger uh, tweeted out today, the expansion conversation in the ACC goes beyond just some Pac-12 schools, which is only four schools available, I believe, now. Uh, because at first it was a lot of – the, the conversation has been about the ACC adding Stanford and Cal, which is crazy because prior to, which I talked about a couple episodes ago, that the ACC was not really looking forward to looking into it at so much because they didn't believe, for one, there's a revenue share, revenue split and everything. And so they got to share revenue with the other teams already in the conference, which means that the pie of of finances, uh, yeah, there's another slice out of that pie in terms of what teams, uh, you know, will accumulate uh, via the, the the TV deal and revenue and things of that nature. And so they was like, well, we're not, basically they weren't enthusiastic about doing it. And now uh, it's a situation where the ACC conversation of expansion is it, back up. And now it's talking about adding Stanford and Cal, but now there's a third team in the mix, adding a third team to the, to the league, to the conference. And that is SMU. This is intriguing. This is intriguing, guys, because of the fact that, you know, I, cause I think I talked about it the other day, right, when I said, you know, it was like, should Clemson and, like, Florida State and Miami, should they, those blue bloods of, of this conference, of this league, should they look to leave? And I said yes. And I think a move like this might might solidify that truthfully because if you expand and add three to maybe four more teams which is less money for all the teams in the league currently in terms of the revenue the revenue share and and the, and the TV deal and the split of the money if that is the case right you put yourself in a kind of a tough spot truthfully I'm just being honest you put yourself in a tough spot so you then you know go from okay well where do we go from here what do we do from here right and, you know, when you look at Clemson and these other schools where the Big Ten could come calling, the SEC could come calling, the Big 12 could come calling. And if the TV deals and the money is right and there's more money for the schools, you know, they absolutely can make that decision to leave. But the ACC looking to expand, 
Um, I don't think it's a bad thing for the for the league. Um, I, I do believe that they, if, if they truthfully, I felt I feel like they don't they they wanted to expand, but they wanted some of the prime suspects, the prime teams, the big teams in the Pac-12 to come over, right? The Oregon's, the USC's, those type of teams, Washington and everything. It's like, those are the teams, right? And it's so crazy because when you think about adding a a Cal, Stanford, those are trips that 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 ACC teams have to go across country Right for a a, a a interleague or interconference battle, right? So it's like, wow, okay, you know, and, and that's where you kind of you kind of run into that situation where, like, it's it'll make that like the basketball schedule gonna be out outrageous, just crazy to think about that the basketball schedule will look like, right? Where you got Clemson having to go on the road to and go old, you know, go over to the West Coast, right, to play Cal. Right. And then you have to travel somewhere else, you know, you know, come back over and play Duke the next week. And it's like, man, like, you know, what I mean, or a couple of days later, it's just it's just it, it, scheduling could be crazy. Adding, uh, you know, West Coast teams to an East Coast league. But nonetheless, um, it's man, recruiting all of it. Now it does open you up to where now you're recruiting. A, you, you, you will absolutely make those trips. You know, which Dabble has already shown that, right? Go and get DJU from John St. Bosco, I think, you know, Big Cinco, where he was there. Like, that's in Cali. You, you, that's over That's over on the West Coast. So, you know, Dabble and them are used to they, – they're accustomed to going over there, but it makes it more of an onus now so that you can out-recruit the teams in your league. So, you know, you think about the E.J. Smith, Emmett Smith's son being over at Stanford. He could have been the Clemson Tiger. He could have been the Duke Blue Devil. He could have been, you know, if the merger – if that was a merge that was already the case, right? Um, you know, a lot of different players that have come out of that league. So, you know, you think about the Andrew Lux, man. What if, you know, if if this was, back, you know, I'm just saying kind of take back in the way, way back time machine, it feels like, uh, since he was in college. But think about that. If Stanford, Cal, and you know, and stuff like that, and, and SMU, those those teams were in this, this that merger happened. But if, they, if this happened, you know, 10, 15 years ago, and now, you know, Andrew Luck is sitting there, like you know, as a recruit, and Dabo gets his hand on Andrew Luck, right? You know, or any of these other ACC teams. Like it's it's a it's a free for all to go after one of the greatest quarterback pros, uh, prospects and recruits that we've ever seen. So I think that's probably the big thing is like the expansion is not bad, but I do think that there there's pros to it. You know, just more competition, strengthen trying to strengthen the the. Uh, strengthen the, the league and maybe you can adding some more teams maybe the acc commissioner goes to espn or whoever and say hey man the, yes espn and go to them and say listen let's rework this deal um to, to where we get more pieces of the pie now the pie enlarges again right uh and if that happens cool do i think it's going to happen mm, i don't know about that. <laughs> but uh, i think that that's that's a pro to it right but now the cons is i think that it could Lessen the money. I think that's probably what's going to happen. The, the money is going to shrink up a little bit, uh, downsizing the pie, size of the pie, and the piece of the pie that other team, all the teams get. 
if you add three new faces to the table, right? And everything's cool when, when, when the family dinner, you think about this, right? The ACC, these leagues, it's like a family, right? Everybody comes together, your aunts, your uncles, everybody, no matter how much you fight each other at all the holidays, you come down for Thanksgiving, you come down for, for Christmas dinner, and, it's a, and the portions are nicely sized because, hey, we cooked enough. We cooked enough for 14. We didn't cook enough for 20, right? You start bringing over spouses, new children, best friends, now it's like, okay, we have 25 people in this house and we only cooked enough for 14. So it's like, all right, so now the portion sizes get a little smaller. People are now, you know, usually after those meals, you're, you're full, you're stuffed. Now you're like, yeah, I'm still, I'm still hungry. I want to, I want some more food, right? Things like that. And I think that's where you have to look at it. That's the best analogy I could come up with for you guys. Um, when you think about this situation and what it can mean financially for the ACC is that it could get in the way and take more money out of the mouths of other teams, schools, what have you. So, eh, you know, we'll see how it plays out guys. So ACC expansion, the conversations are there, three teams in the mix. We'll see how it turns out, but guys, thank y'all for joining me. Go subscribe and follow for free on YouTube or wherever you listen to podcasts, get the latest episode as soon as it is available on YouTube, uh, hit the bell notification, subscribe, like comment to every video. I talk to your boy because I do talk back, but subscribe, hit the, um, the bell notification. So, you know, whenever I drop content on the channel, uh, guys, Listen, man, we don't have more. I'm, I'm getting back into checking the tape, you know, get back into checking the tape. Uh, I really want to want to look at some of the offensive linemen. Don't know which one just yet, but I'm going to watch some old line tape for Clemson tonight and bring, you know, bring a surprise to you tomorrow and then just try to get some more words from, from camp. I'll be at Carolina Panthers camp, you know, uh, this week and everything. So trying to get out to, to, to the Clemson camp when I can, but it's just such a jam-packed schedule right now with uh, – doing multiple jobs and multiple things in this industry. But in terms of Twitter, you can find and follow me there, DP underscore NFL. Uh, come and join the conversation again tomorrow on the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Go Tigers.